What's up, world? It's that show. It's that time. It's the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper, Pop DiBiase. What's going on, world? <clears throat> Looks like I'm about to be in here all by myself today. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I hope everybody's feeling the same. I hope everybody's, uh, you know, getting into the week and everything like that. I know that Mondays are always usually a day where it takes a while for things to get going and everything like that. But it's Tuesday. You should be in the motion now. You should be ready to roll. You should be get your eyes ready and everything like that. But before we uh, move forward with the show today, I want to go ahead and send a... Um, condolences out to um tyler skaggs and his family and the angels organization as well too he passed away yesterday uh he was actually supposed to pitch the game yesterday the game was actually canceled uh in texas yesterday in arlington um it's a very sad situation because he's a a very well-liked guy in the locker room and everything like that and it's just really it just really is just it's it's a heartbreaking situation because you know yeah he was actually about to pitch in a baseball ball game the um for the next day so it's like damn you know like wow you know like you look at it and you say man that's just not right you know but it is what it is man and I just feel like what you got to do is you just got to tell yourself life is is very very short and you can't take things for granted. And I think that, you know, whatever comes out or anything like that, I, I hope people are a little sensitive to the fact that he does have a wife, he does have a children, he does have family. So whatever happened, you know, regardless, let's all keep our opinions to ourselves until, you know, families grieve and things like that. But as you know, the news is going to make a big, big deal out of this situation as well, too. Just trying to make sure that I'm on right now as well, too. And yes, I'm on the radio right now as well, too. So I'm already listening to TuneIn um, app, making sure that I'm in. So you guys make sure you guys tune into the show right now. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show um, on 12 Ounce Sports. So you guys um, just want to give you guys an idea of what you're listening to if it's your first time listening to the show and everything like that. So uh, I do see that the MLB uh, community did come out and they were very, very, um, you know, emotional about this situation, everything like that. And the MLB was able to tell them that, you know, you guys can take the day off and everything like that. We're not going to force you guys to play the game. I think that the team was very, very sad about it. It wasn't like it was some triple-A guy or something of that nature. It was somebody who was in the locker room with them daily who was seen as one of the leaders of the pitching staff and things of that nature. So, you know, rest in peace, Tyler Skaggs. You were a really feasible pitcher. I liked what I saw on you. The Angels were playing pretty well every time that you pitched, and it's a very sad loss. And it goes back, and you have memories of Nick Aiden Hart, the uh, pitcher that that passed away due to a car accident years ago as well, too. So, you know, these things, man, you just got to fix it, fix it, make sure that everything's intact, everything's good to go. And literally... 
yeah, let's make sure that we don't have too much uh, static echo going on in the background. But I just want to make sure that I'm on the air, that there's no dead air here. But let's go ahead and get into it real quick, man. You know, we don't want to be too somber today. But, you know, I want to start off and talk about the NFL. I got some news and notes some just some uh, just some theories I want to talk about real quick. And that first there and the first thing I want to talk about is this Jameis Winston's make or break season. Do you I feel that. You know, we're in Jameis's, what, fourth season. He literally missed all the last season for disciplinary reasons. Instead of being suspended by the NFL, he was internally, like, kind of banished from the uh, Tampa Bay quarterback starting situation until about the final months of the season and everything like that because they were very impressed with uh what Fitzgerald was doing but they kind of forgot about exactly what the game plan was about and the game plan was about keeping Jameis Winston in the starting quarterback fold as long as possible because that's what you drafted him for but after you know finally Uber drivers the situation that occurred when he was coming out of um college and things of that nature where you know his first year in college he just literally goes ahead and he does some just outlandish wild crazy thing so you know pretty much pardon me for a second yeah when you think the gardener's done and he ain't done so the the luxuries of recording at a house studio and having the window open it's hot in LA right now so it is what it is man um but back to what I was saying Jameis Winston is this a make or break season for him I think it is I think that Jameis Winston has to become that guy like he did in his rookie season I was one of the big doubters of him as well too coming into the NFL and it wasn't because the talent level or the skill level anything in that nature it's his maturity it's his brain it's how it works you know what I mean at some point you got to be professional and stop being such a kid and I think that he hasn't got that point yet but I think that he got a a great wake-up call last season that it could all be over very quickly and Tampa Bay is showing faith that he can still be a very feasible quarterback and they don't want to be that team that loses him and then he goes to the next team and he balls out for that team you know gets all the accolades and everything that were that he was supposed to get in Tampa Bay we've seen this movie before you know, they don't want another Doug Williams uh, situation. So they're trying to keep him around as long as possible because everybody has to understand it's difficult to have a consistent starting quarterback and a quarterback that has all the talents and attributes that it, you need to be a successful quarterback in the league. Jameis Winston has that. But the thing is, though, it's his mind. And when it comes down to the mental aspect, the quarterback has to be the most mentally strong person on the team. And if you're not the most mentally strong person on the team, that team can't can't go anywhere. So, Jameis Winston, you are on the clock. I hope that things work out for you. But I think at the end of the day, him and the Buccaneers will be parting ways. I just never thought it was a great fit in the first place. And literally, this is showing me the reason why. Because you just had to get the guy out the state of Florida, and you didn't. He would have been better off playing on a uh, West Coast team. Or if he, he would have been better off maybe going to Tennessee, playing in that McNair um Vince Young for a uh, type of uh, situation, and I think that would have been very good for him to to go to a team like that. But right now, Jameis Winston, 
buddy. I hope everything works out for you and everything goes well. And here I go with some more negative talk, but I'm not trying to be negative about it. But literally, this is what the NFL news is right now, because the NFL offseason has been one of the most boring offseasons that you could ever see. Um, Literally, they did all their business in March and April. Uh, Literally, when it comes to offseason, things like that, there's still some really good players out there on the market um, that haven't been picked up yet. Um, I'm still surprised Michael Crabtree hasn't been signed to a team yet, but I think, though, he might be getting a deal once uh, teams see what they have the first week or so of training camps and things like that. And some guys are just really expensive at this point, and they just have to bite the bullet and accept a certain amount of money but I think Michael Crabtree though might have a spot somewhere in his native Texas either with the Texans or with the Cowboys somewhere down the road but I would like to see the Texans maybe um go ahead and uh, visit that situation real quick because I think that he would be a great fit for um that squad uh with Deshaun Watson and everything like that so I think that that could work right there if you they were able to get Crabtree but if Crabtree was to go to Dallas they saw it's over it's it's a it's a wrap Dallas will automatically think that they can win the Super Bowl they'll have a top uh top t- a few top tier uh wide receivers there as well too and I mentioned the Cowboys because I feel like the Cowboys have a, a monster X, X factor this season. I know that losing Cole Beasley looked like it was huge, but when you pick up Randall Cobb, the the go-to guy of Aaron Rodgers, then that's a, a big upgrade. And then you got a guy who can play running back and wide receiver as well, too, a specialty player. He kind of in the Heinz Ward mode of things as well, too. Because, but Heinz Ward didn't play running back too much, but, you know, he was a, he could play quarterback as well, too. Just be versatile. Just be shifty. I, I mean more in the Randell uh, forward as well, too. You know, just make sure fastest guy out there, you make things happen. You know, that's what it is. So, um, you know, I feel like he is the X factor with that. And I said that I have to talk about more negative news. And that meant I meant because I had to talk about Zeke possibly getting suspended maybe for the first maybe two two games of the season but I doubt that happens though I just think that they are that was a little bit overblown and as usual people were chasing clout so they got to go ahead and have something on video to show that you know a professional athlete lost his mind for a little bit and literally you know had people kind of scared but the thing is though what you got to do with all as people you got to stop messing with these guys you know what I mean you got to stop thinking that you know that they're they're normal like you these guys are freaks of nature honestly and at this point right now with all the substances and things running through these guys for to keep them at the pristine level and everything like that you might get a weird reaction especially when alcohol and things like that are involved i would think that you would do this you would try to stay back from when you see athletes especially at a situation where it's a concert and things of that nature let them go ahead enjoy themselves have a good time if they're willing to engage with you they can engage with you but once again i think that it was just a uh, overzealous security uh situation where they had a celebrity there and they just wanted to figure and wanted to show a celebrity that he ain't bigger than the uh show and that's all it was and pretty much even when zeke kind of pushed him the guy kind of 
walked into Zeke, he kind of fell over on his own. You know what I mean? He was being extra. People, I, I lived in Vegas. I know people are always looking for ways to make some money, looking for ways to, to get some type of some type of situation in their favor as well. So, you know, you gotta you gotta just be careful out there when you're dealing with people, especially when you're a World Series uh poker player as well, too. You guys better be safe. I've heard I saw three guys talk about they got robbed over at the Rio recently as well too so you guys be safe out there if it's four o'clock in the morning you got 20 bands on you look for security you do not leave that casino until the security can walk you to your car but why don't we have some sense and have put you in valet and you stop doing silly things like putting your car in the uh, parking lot knowing that rio is off the strip and rio is is literally like right there in the thick of things you know there's still a neighborhood that's over there as well too so you know people are always looking for marks and people who've made money they've been looking at you all night in the casino that's why you need to look around a little bit more and stop flirting with the cocktail wasters so much you know what i mean so <laughs> it is what it is that's just a little bit of vegas advice for you guys okay but that's a little side note and everything like that but i just wanted to mention it because you know zeke had his ish issue in vegas and so literally you guys have to make sure you keep your eyes peeled at all times and know that these people are always trying to come up on you both these situations are this are the same but just in different different accords one has a security guard that felt like he was getting threatened the other has it to where you got guys that been making money all night and been laughing and giggling and hand, handing out tips somebody been looking at you for the last three hours watching every single movie you done made okay so you got to keep your eyes peeling on these people as well too but that's just a little psa for you guys right there as well too all right right let's talk about Marcus Goodwin real quick is he the fastest player in the league he just won the uh run run for gold uh 40 yard dash that was absolutely incredible he actually was able to win a million dollars off that deal as well too and then um he also had a pretty fun um situation where he was in a pool with a tiger was it a tiger yeah it was a tiger and he was all posing and having this intimate moment with the tiger and everything like that so he is living his best life right now he came up off a cool million dollars real quick just to run a 40 yard dash at an insane uh rate is insane speed i think he ran a 4-1 or something of that nature but it was absolutely incredible to see that this guy is able to use his offseason and make some extra dollars and actually uh you know grow a celebrity a little bit more so that's the question right there can anybody answer that for me i think i might put the poll out right now on twitter is marquise goodwin the fastest player in the league i thought tyreek hill was literally the fastest player in the league because i seen him play in person but marquise goodwin has shown that olympic speed because he was an olympian and he was a um, national champion track star as well too so you know it's it's incredible to watch a guy be able to do all of that so you know that's awesome in itself right there as well too now we move on it's funny that um i know i'm talking about this but i did already go over you know most bad super bowl uh odds and things like that i think i did but right now from what i'm gonna do is go over the top five teams that um have the most bets to win the super bowl according to the super book and experience but let me go on to what i was what i was trying to do and uh literally you know we got the super we got super bowl bets right 
Okay, so these Super Bowl bets that we got in place, these bets are very, very homery. That dough situations, you know. So, you know, betters is looking real. It's it, it's betting, it, you know, they're betting with their hearts, you know, big fans, things of that nature. So, we got the Patriots coming in number five. Patriots, that's more of a people who think they know more than they should know. That's the Patriots for you right there. Um, and thinking that, okay, going for the sure thing, going for the front runner, which is the Patriots who, come on, they've been to three out of the last five uh, Super Bowls. So, and they've won two of them. So, you look at it and you say, okay, this team, Patriots, you know, they're, they're, they're comfortable. So, that's why they're there. So, that's not just their fans. That's a lot of fans who feel like they're just being sharp and getting a big number on the Patriots. Now, this is being a fan right here. Cowboys coming at number four. Cowboys, literally, that's that's like, okay, that's almost a given that the Cowboys will be in the top five for most bets on the Super Bowl. But, you know, that's more as being their fan base, their home, uh, the people that just admire and love the Cowboys and everything like that, who worship the Cowboys, as, a, as we like to say as well, too. So those guys come in at number four this year. But, you know, that's a big homer bet in itself right there as well. And then you got the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Chiefs are a very good, are a very good player. I think that the Chiefs are, Chiefs are literally here because there's people that, Chiefs are literally here because there's people that really are into what they're doing and everything right now. So, you know, pretty much I'm just trying to make sure that we still on the air because I don't hear anything. <laughs> oh, because I have it on. Let's go. Because I have the sound off. So, yeah. So, literally, that's what you get there. You get the Chiefs, and they are... And you get the Chiefs here. So, literally... They're number three here. So I would say that. Okay, so the Chiefs, sorry about that, guys. Uh, the Chiefs just try to make sure that we're on the air and everything like that. So Chiefs are just really, uh, uh, they, they are just like the Patriots. They are a glamour pick and people do feel like the Chiefs are going to be a much, much better team this season. I think that they do have a good point with that saying that they are going to be a much better team this season where they can get over that hump that Andy Reid is like very close to getting his back to the Super Bowl and actually winning a Super Bowl. And that would be awesome for the, um, Chiefs community. This team is not won a Super Bowl since 1969. You know, they went to the first two out of three Super Bowls in the NFL as well, too, losing the first one to Green Bay. Everybody should know that's that's a very famous game and everything like that. So, you know, that's something that you keep in mind, but this team is really desperate to be great, and that's what I see with the... Um, and that's what I see with the... Um, 
and that's what I see with the um, Patriots and everything like that. Just pardon me real quick. Just trying to make sure that I'm on the air and everything like that. So, we, as you can see, TuneIn has a lot of great ads as well, too. So, you know, you guys are listening to that. Sorry about that. But, you know, I just want to make sure that we on the air because it seemed like it went to, to dead air. want to make sure that everybody can hear me. So, okay, there we go. All right, so literally, there we go. We got, we, we on. So, we got the Chiefs, like I said before. So, they should be good. Tyreek Hill is going to get his um, answer Saturday to see if they're going to be going to suspend him for this for the first four games of the season. But I honestly think that what's going to happen is, is that they're going to probably make him pay a fine and they'll make him miss the first two games of the season. And I think that literally since the case got dropped and, you know, a lot of hearsay stuff came out that it wind up being to where he'll only get a two-game suspension so Goodell can kind of save face so it doesn't look like that. He's just going absolutely nuts on on a player for something that he didn't get indicted for, but he gave Zeke six games as well, too. But Tyreek Hill does have the right to appeal these games as well. So if he's able to win in court when it comes to that, then he'll probably be able to get the first month. But if I was him, I would do the Tom Brady and just go ahead and say, give me my suspension right away, and then I'll be back with the team when it's time. Because they're pretty much saying right now that this team is good enough to where they can roll without um, Tyreek Hill at this moment. So I'm just saying I think that that might be some risky business right there. But the Chiefs are a strong bet, just like the Patriots are, because these teams actually have a logistical chance to get to the Super Bowl. Cowboys do as well, too. But literally, though, you know that these teams have a really good opportunity to get to the Super Bowl this year, both the Chiefs and the Patriots, and it might be a duplicate situation when it comes to them playing for the um, conference championship again this year. The, the game probably will be somewhere at, and probably be at Finn, uh, be at uh, Fox, uh, Burrow, um, Gillette, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm almost damn near saying Fenway, but Gillette has became a, a simultaneous uh, name as well, too, just like Fenway, you know, because that's where the legends get made, right? So there it is. Chiefs, Patriots, those are strong bets. Cowboys are strong, too, but this is when we start getting silly. Browns, second highest amount of bets for the Super Bowl. This is literally Browns, Homer bets in, in, in a just you or you already know that's what it is literally that's just cleveland browns fans cleveland browns folks getting excited they see a number nine to one that's why the number is so low on the browns right now as well too they just really feel like this team is going to be so offensively gifted that they will not be stopped this is oh, this is madden thinking right here i think that's not a good ideology for a team that has not played their first uh game of the season yet and from the history of the browns they always seem to have some type of hiccup before they get to the season as well too so you hope that these players are able to uh be healthy week one so if you freddie kitchens you're gonna be very very delicate with the group that you have out there i think you could just play them for one quarter and call it a day you don't need to worry about them getting too many reps and everything together you need to save that for practice with them so I say that what you do here is you make sure that this team is 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 confident in themselves, but they still humble at the same time and remember who they are. So this is very 
that's very uh, funny of the Vegas folks to go ahead and do uh, do that. But that's literally bets that are going everywhere because now we got so many states that are open for betting right now. So I want to move on and get to the commercial real quick. So let me hurry up a little bit. And then we got the Bears who have a stupid amount of tickets on them as well, too. They come in at number one this year. And, you know, that's not a surprise because a lot of Bears fans is just it's just – Bears fans are feeling it right now. They they got a World Series in 2016. They feel like they owed a uh, Super Bowl now. They got the they feel like they got the Super Bowl shuffle type defense uh, comparably to the 85 Bears and things of that nature. They do got probably the baddest secondary in the league, the best pass rusher in the league, and Khalil Mack, one of the most cerebral linebackers in the league as well too. And these guys just get off. They they play very good football on the defensive side, but you just tell yourself hopefully the offense can can and duplicate what they did last year but be even better and score even more points and really really get to the point to where the bears are a very dominant team but the bears are seen as uh, is one of the top teams in the uh, NFC next year just simply because the defense. But the offense has to grow up, though, this year, in my opinion. All right, real quick. Top five uh, bets to win MVP right now. It is surprised Derek Carr is number five right now. That's just Raider Nation being in love with their guys. That's all that is. Zeke Elliott is number four at this point. That's just Cowboy fans being in love with their guys, but he got some monster value on him as well, too. Saquon Barkley, this is this is a name that just, he's on my list as well, too. A lot of people have to understand Saquon Barkley is a player to look at, is a player to get excited about. He's the type of guy that can change the game the way that he's playing because he can he can he can run and catch and dude is literally like he can, you could put him at any position he could actually return kicks if you wanted him to as well too so the guy is a is a freak of nature and a lot of people are picking up on that and this is just once again homer said the browns are number two to win the super bowl um, number two tickets to win the Super Bowl. Now they got a lot of tickets on Baker Mayfield to win the MVP. He's number two at this point. And the team that's actually number one at this point, the guys that are actually number one at this point will be um, Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback of the Bears. So that's pretty crazy in itself that you got Mitch Trubisky as number uh, one at this point. But there it is. There it is, Mitch Trubisky, number one, without a doubt, uh, in the hearts of Chicago fans. So, you know, pretty much we're going to go ahead and go get to a quick commercial. Uh, looks like that we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. So you guys stay tight. We will be back in a moment. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper. And this show is brought to you by the uh, is brought to you by Twinspires.com. You guys stay tight. I'll be back to you in two. Did you know our sponsors page on our website, www.120zsportsradio.com, lays out every great sponsor who has partnered with the station to give our listeners great deals. From great Amazon offers to hangover prevention fluids, tennis gear at 40% off, authentic and licensed, licensed sports gear from every league with great offers, event tickets, MMA gear, the official CBS shop, I mean the list goes on and on. Just go to www.120zsportsradio.com and navigate to our sponsors page. We've laid it all out for you to easily find a great deal and help us stay corporate free and independent, giving all our shows 100% creative freedom. Thanks for listening. 
Hey everybody, it's your favorite patriot, Chris America, and I want you to listen every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., and on replays from 11 a.m. to noon of Scout Team Sports. Listen, George Washington did not cross over the ocean blue in 1492 to defeat the Nazis, so you can listen to the same tired national clickbait sports stories. So once again, tune in to us every single morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., and then we replay from 11 to noon. I will see you there, and God bless America. Want to get an inside look at recreational Vegas sports betting? Then tune in to the Vegas Squares podcast. Follow us as we discuss the sports landscape and how it relates to the gambling world. Follow us on Twitter at Vegas Squares to interact with us and get our free picks. Check out VegasSquares.com to listen to prior episodes of Tony, Aaron, and Spike giving you their hot sports takes. That's Vegas Squares and Podcast on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Hello, and thanks for listening to 12 Ounce Sports Radio. If you'd like to advertise with us, go to our website, www.120zsportsradio.com. Navigate to the menu item called Advertise With Us, and you'll see our extremely low rates to get right to your target audience. We'd say we're the industry low, but we didn't do the research. We just looked up the average rate for radio advertising, and uh, I can say we're much, much lower than that. And we even cut you a deal for long-term advertising on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. You'll get ads on our website every show, including the live shows, and throughout the day on Auto DJ. Nowhere else can you get that kind of service for such a low advertising cost. So check us out, www.120zsportsradio.com, or email us at sales at 12ounceSportsRadio.com. Thank you, and have a great day. Hey, business owners and leaders, this is Chris America with an exciting message for you. Right now, just like you are, 50% of Americans are listening to live streaming internet radio, with that number growing every single year. Sports Radio. Quench your sports thirst. All right, we are back with the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DBS. The show is brought to you by Twinspires.com. Also, I want to thank all the listeners and everybody who's been on it for the last few weeks, and especially yesterday, you guys made it one of the highest rated shows um, since we've moved to the new time slot and everything like that. We actually came on three times yesterday, uh, live and two replays, and both replays did very well as well, too. So you guys just keep listening on a daily basis. You never know who I'm going to have on this show. Today, I'm literally flying solo. Everybody's a little busy, but y'all know. The name on the show is The Primetime Angles, so, and I'm The Primetime Capper, so, you know, the show gonna always go on if I'm here, so, it is what it is, but real quick, here goes a recap, since I didn't have the record button on the anchor, I don't want nobody to miss out on this, but Charlotte under four and a half, Florida Atlantic under eight and a half, FIU under seven and a half, Marshall over six and a half, Middle Tennessee State under five and a half, Old Dominion over four and a half, Western Kentucky over five. I can't really call a winner right now, but I am leaning towards 
Florida International to take the conference this year, in my opinion. Hopefully, this team gets nine wins like I'm trying to put together right now for them. So, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes, okay? So, there it is. Uh... For the West, for the East, I'm sorry, for the East, and the East is in the house, oh my God, but it's all about the West side, now, let's go ahead and talk to the West side, man, talk about the West side, we got UAB over seven, and UAB was awesome last season, they they tore it up for the conference last year, they did, they made big strides last season as well too, they went seven and one in the conference, and they were 11 and 3 on the season. They blew out Northern Illinois in the uh, bowl game last year. Their schedule is lining up for them to have another incredible season. And it's easy to put this team over seven wins this year. They got Alabama State to start the year off. Then they got Akron. Then they got South Alabama. Then they walk into Western. Then they walk into uh, a roll game against uh, Western Kentucky. Then, you know, you get Rice and um, San, San Antonio back to back. And those should be two wins right there you get old dominion and then this is another team that's lining it up uh late in the season with the uh uh with a um with the super five team with the yeah with the with the with the with one of the super elites and things of that nature and uh tennessee sec representative that game is going to be at tennessee but i think that's one of tennessee's like buy games or something like that but uab is going to be in there looking to win a football game though they're going to play hard don't don't even don't even hesitate with that one they're going to play hard in this game and they had an sec game last year where they 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 stuck it out a little bit in the first half but then you know reality struck but this time around though tennessee is 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 a viable team that they can beat but i i think that's not going to happen though at the end of the day and then you got southern they got southern miss as well too the question mark team we'll talk about them in a moment and then they finish up with utep louisiana tech and north texas i think this team is capable of winning another nine to ten games this season as well too because their schedule early in the season gives it gives them a very favorable situation where they could easily be five and six and oh to start the year off so and then they run into problems when they get the Tennessees of the world. The, uh, you know, they get the they get the tough part of their schedule at the end of the schedule. Not UTEP, but Louisiana Tech and North Texas will be two tough teams to beat, though. I'll be dead honest with you about that one. But we start off with UAB because UAB is the type of team is the type of team that you have to really look out for because they're going to be really good for you at the window because they're going to be getting into some blowouts this year as well too. Mm-hmm. So, sorry about the pause of that, but we got Louisiana Tech and Louisiana Tech is seven and a half this season I got Louisiana Tech going under seven and a half I think that they win they go seven and five at best this year the reason being is because the the team is going to run into some tough situations this year they went seven and five literally last year as well too so they did win there they did have a big blowout in their um bowl game last year when they beat beat up on Hawaii literally like every team that went to a bowl game in Conference USA took care of their business last year except for 
the Middle Tennessee State who was the winner of the East. But that's understandable because the team was one and five coming into the conference play. So it happens, man. And then you got Texas uh, lining up with uh, Louisiana Tech to start the season off. And then they got two games that should be very winnable for them. But it can be tough at the same time, too. You never know with Bowling Green. You don't know which team is going to show up. Uh, season in, season out. Then Florida International will start conference playoff as well, too. So that's a game of the week type situation. And it will be the game will be in Louisiana. They will be at home for that one. Um, looking at their schedule, I really do think that they do win seven. And they do only win seven because they run into a very, very tough portion of the schedule that pertain in its back-to-back road games as well, too, with Marshall and UAB. So this is going to be tough. And then rival Southern Mississippi is always a problem for LA and for Louisiana Tech as well, even though the game is going to be in Louisiana as well, too. So when you look at it at the end of the day, I really do think that this team will go under seven and a half because they got a hook. I think they finish at best once again, seven and five, just like they did last year. And hopefully they can go ahead and maybe win a bowl game this year. But other than that, I do feel like that this team is under seven and a half for this year. Then we got North Texas. North Texas is a question mark. And I think North Texas is going to be much better than advertised this year. Uh, North Texas last year, they were they were pretty good last year in a sense, but they kind of fell off at the end last year too as well. They went five and three in conference, nine and four overall. I think they can duplicate that season once again because they are in the great state of Texas and they've been recruiting some of the better players in the state of Texas in this conference as well too. This team went from being a team that was one and ten at one point to being the best team in the conference and actually playing in a bowl game and having a shot at winning that bowl game. Last year they. Played Played in the bowl game as well too, and Utah State just cleaned their clock, 52 to 13. But it happens, man. Nevada was uh, coming in there on a hot streak, and it is what it is, you know. Uh, North Texas does have a tough schedule to start the season, though. SMU and Cal, two road games, but then they got Abilene Christian to start the season off, and then they also have San Antonio as well too. Uh, three of their three of their. Um, first uh, home games are against teams from the state of Texas as well. So when you look at their schedule, they have a schedule that does favor them a little bit at the end of the year as well too, except for the UAB game. And then they do have Louisiana Tech, but the other games around that, they can go ahead and win. So I see this team winning eight games or better. They're at seven and a half as well too. And I got them going over, over that mark this season. So I think this team can actually win nine games this year. So I have North Texas going over seven and a half this year. So I like what I see with that team. I think that they'll be decent this year. I think that they'll be cashing out some good tickets for you guys this year as well, too. And then we got um, Rice. Rice has been all is has never been a good team. You know. I think maybe they were really good back in the day when they was all in the All-Texas Conference and everything like that, the old cheater conference that they used to be in. But nowadays, man, they just been awful, to be that honest with you. They've never really gotten off the snide. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a school that's all about the books and things like that. So I really do truly think that at the end of the day, this team is going to be much better than they've been over the last few years. At some point, you got you to gotta break through. 
and they got them at two and a half this year. I think they go over the two and a half mark, even though they only won two games last season. I think they'll be better than that this year. I think they'll go ahead and they'll get themselves two wins this year. Let me go ahead and look at their schedule real quick. They did finish the season with a win against Old Dominion last year, but they lined it up with Army to start the season, Wake Forest, Texas, Baylor, those look like four losses right there. Then it's Louisiana Tech, UAB, and then the game against San Antonio. They should have a shot in that one because San Antonio does not look good going into the season at all. And then Southern Miss and Marshall, Middle Tennessee State. I think that they can sneak out three wins this year because I think that they're going to get an upset and that upset could possibly come against a team like Southern Miss this season because that's a home game for them. And I think that they could beat San Antonio and they could beat UTEP this season but they're going to have to get another upset in that group but I'm shooting for that team to go over two and a half wins this season I think that they're good for three and nine this year so Rice you got a fan you got a fan in me so there it is Rice over two and a half I know that you're going to be good at the window to us because you're not just going to sit there and get lay down and get whooped on like that I know that for a fact then we got Southern Miss under seven and a half for me this year on Southern Miss even though I think that they will be the the joker team of the division this year and of the conference as well too they finished off their season pretty well against UTEP they beat them 39 to 7 they start off with a pretty decent schedule they got Alcorn State to start the season off as a gimme game then Mississippi State Troy Alabama these are three straight road games then they get UTEP um their conference schedule is just setting up really nice for Southern Miss as well, too. Even though they do have a lot of back-to-back road games as is, but they have some games where it just says that they should be able to take care of their business in, in these games as well, too, uh, especially with um, when it comes to the UTEP game. North Texas is the measuring stick for this team this season as well, too. They could possibly get a big upset against them, but I really do think this team stays under seven and a half wins this season. I think at best they go six and six, to be that honest with you. Uh, Southern Miss will be a joker team, though. They're going to be a team that's going to be annoying at the end of the year for teams that are trying to push for that championship. Uh, so be on the watch and look out, Florida Atlantic, okay? And then um, Western Kentucky as well, too, if you're able to be decent this season so there it is southern miss who was six and five last season i got them duplicating the same type of record that they did last year as well too so i got this team really 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 finishing up in a situation where where they just will be right there but they'll finish up six and six in my opinion that's where where i'm going with that one and then we got Who do we have up next? And who do we have up next? And yes, this is who we have up next. The team we have up next is going to be San Antonio. And and San Antonio, I actually was bagging on them a moment ago, but they they are due for two wins, they said, this season. I said that they can go over two. I think that they can win three games this year as well, too, even though I keep saying that they might have a toughie. But, I, I, you know, when you see teams where they only have measured at two games, they usually wind up winning three or four games in the season because, you know, they they figure out a way to, to become better. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm playing, playing off of right now. So that's why I think that uh, UTSA can be much better because they, they ended the season much better than they did last year. So... 
I think that literally with this, we can go ahead and we can put ourselves in a good situation where we got this team that can go ahead and literally push the push the table a little bit, push the card a little bit in a sense. But, you know, I think when you look at, okay, they got UTEP, they got Rice, and then they got to play uh, Texas A&M in November. But they could easily win three games here. I'm looking at three wins right here: UTEP, Rice, and and Old Dominion. So they could they could get three wins with that right there. But two of those games are on the road. So we'll see how it goes, man. This team is is they they didn't put do themselves any favors, but they do start off the season against Incarnate Word as well too. So that should be helpful as well. And then they do play in a dome, so that should be helpful as well too for the the offense. But they did go one and eleven last year, one and seven. And the only win that they got was late in the year last year. So, you know, um, no, they went three and nine. I'm sorry. I'm looking at UTEP. I'm so sorry about that. But they went uh, three and nine last season. Let's go ahead and give UTEP a look real quick. And then we'll go ahead and go to another quick commercial break. Because I got to go ahead and I got to talk about some baseball. All right. So UTEP. They got UTEP winning three games this season. They won one last year. I got UTEP winning two games this year. (laughs) They're not going to be good again this year. I think UTEP, um, they're still a while away. But you know what? They they always win the effort award with me every every year because they're going to be a team that at points, they're going to be a plus 35 uh, dog. And they're going to actually go ahead and get you... A big cover, they'll only lose the game by three points or something of that nature, and you'll be in a good, good hands if you're, um, you know, betting on UTEP as a big, big dog because they're not gonna win the game, but they can cover though. That's the whole thing. They're not just gonna get laid down and get beat, beat all the way down, beat down to the soundtrack, you know what I mean? So yeah, but I still got them going under three games this year, though. But when it comes to the spread, though, they should be one of the better ATS teams uh, this season. But one real quick, let's go ahead and do a quick rundown of this. Uh, we got UAB over seven. We got Louisiana Tech under seven and a half. North Texas over seven and a half. Rice over two and a half. Southern Miss under seven and a half. UTSA over two. And then UTEP under three. Okay, so... Let's go ahead. We're going to take uh, another quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to go ahead and talk about the updated odds of who could win the World Series right now. And literally, there's some monster value here. And I'm going to go over today's monster pick six for uh, the Tuesday, July 2nd games. Okay, so you guys stay tuned. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the primetime capper pop DBIC, and the show is brought to you by twinspires.com. We'll be back to you in two and two. Hello, and thanks for listening to 12 Ounce Sports Radio. If you'd like to advertise with us, go to our website, www.120zsportsradio.com, navigate to the menu item called Advertise With Us, and you'll see our extremely low rates to get right to your target audience. We'd say we're the industry low, but we didn't do the research. We just looked up the average rate for radio advertising, and uh, I can say we're much, much lower than that. And we even cut you a deal for long-term advertising on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. You'll get ads on our website every show, including the live shows, and throughout the day on Auto DJ. 
Nowhere else can you get that kind of service for such a low advertising cost. So check us out, www.120zsportsradio.com, or email us at sales at 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to 12 Ounce Sports Radio. If you're an avid listener, you'll notice we've had many gambling shows join our station. The Primetime Angle Show, The Vegas Squares, Nate Wall, and many more, as well as writers, too. With that in mind, you should join my bookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Use the promo code 120ZSPORTS, use all caps, and you'll get up to an $1,000 deposit bonus, courtesy of 12 Ounce Sports Radio. So be sure to go to mybookie.ag, sign up, and use the promo code 120ZSPORTS, all caps, to get that deposit bonus. All right, we are back with the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper. This show is brought to you by TwinSpires.com. All right, let's go ahead and talk a little baseball real quick. All right, and here we go. Updated odds for the, for the World Series. And let's go ahead and go from bottom to top. We got the Cardinals at 35-1 to 1 right now. Cardinals 35 to 1, huh? Let's go ahead. I'm going to go make sure I have the standards up as well, too, so we can look at that portion. All right. And then we got so this team is sitting in here at 35 to 1, right? And so right now you got the Cardinals 35 to 1. They're 41 and 41, and they're three and a half games out of first place right now in a very topsy turvy um, NL Central. Okay. And then we got the Red Sox sitting here right now. The Red Sox are coming in literally. Number five in the wild card, right? Is number five in the playoff race, but they got some good things that um, they got some things going here, though, man. Uh, literally, I'm looking at it right now. I can see that um, this team, Boston, is is right now there. I'm trying to see how many games they're out. They're actually two games out of the wild card spot right now. They are 28 to one to repeat as the uh, World Series champions. Uh, they were so dominant last year. I feel like there's a big August coming from the Red Sox as well too. I think they'll be able to catch up and get that uh, wild card spot. They're only sitting two games behind. Um, they're saying two games, but they're a little bit behind. They're they, they got some they got some catching up to do when it comes to the Rays. The Rays are actually looks like five games ahead of them at this point. So I think that it's going to be some tough sledding, but they can catch them though. All it takes is one series in Tampa, one series in uh, Boston with each other, and they'll be able to get this back, in my opinion. And then you got the um, Phillies coming in at twenty-two to one. Uh, Philly's got to worry about winning the division. Atlanta is, is looking like they're going to be tough to catch, but they got the firepower to, to catch up with them. Brewers might be a high-value play for a lot of folks because the Brewers are actually, right now, the number one team in the Central. But, you know, since we got since they're not that far apart from the Cubs, the Cubs are only half a game out. So they lose one, they win one, they tie it again. And if there was a tiebreaker, I think the Cubs own the tiebreaker at this point. But we can all kind of put it together now that it looks like it's going to be two central teams in the uh, playoffs, even though the West is playing so good right now um, in the NL. But at the end of the day, I think that they'll have enough firepower at the end of the day to, to, to get the uh, – 
two wild card teams in just like they've done over the last uh, few seasons as well too but um from what I'm seeing here it looks like that this team is really on the up and up at this point but we'll see though but right now they are 22 to 1 and then you got the Rays 20 to 1 and the Rays was my was my sexy pick all throughout the first two three months of the, of the season they were real good play and everything like that but I think everybody's kind of catching up with them at this point they are 49 and 36 and they are holding a very you know sufficient uh lead right now with the wild card because they would be one of the two teams in at this point right now and then they also showed that they would probably be the team advancing because they literally own Texas when they played them um in this prior series of, uh last week so I really do ch- think at the end of the day the Rays are going to be a team to deal with, but they're going to have to finish strong this year because the Red Sox are going to be coming like a bat out of hell to uh, get that spot, to get back into the wild card spot. You know, you don't have a great season like that, and then the next year you flop out and don't make the playoffs. But you're 20 to 1 on the Rays right now, okay? And then you got the Cubs, 17 to 1. Cubs, as I said before, they're a half a game out. 45 and 40 at this point the Cubs are feeling real confident and a lot of people feel like if the Dodgers don't win the National League it'll be the Cubs and the Cubs got that uh um they got that World Series glow going kind of right now so it would be awesome to see them go back to a second World Series in the last four years and possibly try to go ahead and win that World Series as well too but it's going to take a lot for the Cubs to do that but 17 to 1 is a strong number on the Cubbies Okay, and then you got the Twins, the surprise team of the of the year. Everybody thought the Indians would be right there with them, but the Indians are going to take a while to catch up with this team. Indians are lucky, are are literally at this point they could catch them, but catching the second wild card um, see would be much better for them at this point because right now they are eight games back. And they really do need Minnesota to kind of catch a cold streak or they need to go into Minnesota and and literally sweep them next time that they play them so then they can um, start making up ground a little bit because the Twins seem to be very good every week. They seem to be five and two. 6-1, Six and one, you know, four and three each week, and you know they didn't start off slow, and and you can see you can see it's helped them out in big dividends as well too. But they are playing in probably the worst uh, division of all of baseball because they got th- three teams that are under five hundred at this point, and the Indians are eight games back from them. But after that, they don't have to worry about any third or fourth or fifth place team overtaking them because these teams are well out of it. Um, literally, uh, Baltimore's 31 games out as we speak. Kansas City's 25 games out, and Seattle went from being the best team in the National League West at the first two weeks of the season to being an absolute uh, joke right now. They're 17 and a half games back. They've already traded away one of their power hitters as well, too. So, you know, uh, the Mariners are just getting ready for next season, as uh, we can see here. So, literally, but they they they're not really a topic here. But you got eight to one on the Twins, and then you got seven and a half to one on the um, Braves as well. Braves look looking really good. They're number four on this list right now. This is nuts. And then you got the Astros, who probably present the best value out the top three teams, plus 360. A lot of people are very excited about the Astros. Feel they are the best team in all of baseball, and I, it's hard to argue that point. But 
I don't think they have the same type of pitching staff that the Dodgers have at this point. The Dodgers just have to make sure the bullpen is there. And if the bullpen is there at the end of the year, it's going to be lights out, to be dead honest with you. And I'm not trying to be a homer. And I know I'm in L.A. And I know the Dodgers are my team when it comes to baseball. But regardless of anything, though, the Dodgers, let's just keep it real. They are playing exceptional baseball at this point. It doesn't matter if you're a fan of them or not. They are playing the best baseball in all of baseball. They're playing just like how the Red Sox did last year. This is a team that's pissed off and this is a team that's ready to win a world title. That's what people have to understand. Then you got the plus 320. So another 3-1 to one odds with the Yankees. Yankees! The Yankees um, have pretty much have put everything together now. Aaron Judge is back, even though they've, they're going to lose Stanton until August, but that's fine. Once Stanton gets back in their full strength, they're going to be, oh, they're going to be on one, man. They're going to be ready to roll, and they, it is what it is. And I literally, the Yankees are uh, 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 moving uh, like a train right now, man. It's going to be a very, very tough situation for anybody to catch them in the East, to be that honest with you. So if you second in the East, you need to be shooting for the wild card because once the Yankees get full strength, they're going to go on a nice little run and everything like that. And they're going to be trading for pitcher, pitching at the uh, at the um, trade deadline as well, too. You better bet that. 731, they got some time, some big-time pitcher coming from a, sub, from a mediocre team coming to the Yankees because the Yankees are not – worried about giving up anything in the farm system and then the Dodgers come in at uh two to one plus 265 literally if you go ahead and round it off they would be three to one as well too and the Dodgers man they are looking very very good when it comes to this type of bet so I think the top five bets that you can have here the Dodgers Yankees Astros you throw the Twins in there, and I would say, okay, just for uh, fun, let's throw the Brewers in there because they're 22 to 1, okay? But the Dodgers are the top team, and they've been the top team for a month or two now. And a lot of people are really, really getting excited in L.A. about what, what can occur. But, you know, after two failures in the World Series, L.A. fans have had enough of dreaming and hoping of a World Series, now they got to go ahead and win it. So the Dodgers know that it's the time is now. Ain't no wait till next year situation like in Brooklyn. No more of that. <laughs> you know, they got to win right now. Right now. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the pick six, and then we're going to go ahead and take another commercial break. And then we're going to get into Summer League. Um, you know, I know everybody's like, why didn't you talk about NBA yet? But we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to the NBA in a moment. But let me go ahead and talk my stuff about our pick six for today. Up first, the game that I have, uh, I got a dog of the day at home today. It's a, it, it happens to be in the Indians Royals game. I'm gonna go ahead and circle the um gonna go ahead and circle the Royals today to go ahead and um take care of their business here. They're plus 160. They got Jay Junis on the mound as well, too. Uh, he's 523 ERA, 88 uh, strikeouts over uh, 34 walks. And then Trevor Bauer, who's 6-6, six and six, but he's been really good this season, 134 strikeouts over 47 balls. I just think that Kansas City always plays the Indians really, really well. And I think that what's going to happen here is that they're going to do it again, and they're going to wind up beating um, the Indians today at home to start this series off. 
Um, they gave them a lot of issues last week when they played the Indians as well, too. And I think that they're going to give them some more issues this week. So that's why I'm going ahead and circling the Royals because the Indians just haven't been good against the bad teams in baseball this year, in my opinion. And it's tough to just say, okay, the Indians got this for us. You know, after getting beat, tw- after uh, losing 26 to zip the first two games against um the Orioles, can you believe a team scored 13 runs two games in a row and gave up no runs, and they are the worst team in all of baseball? Wow. And so I think that carries over because they're going to overlook the Royals once again, and I got the Royals winning today at plus 160. I think that they are the best dog of the day. Then you got the White Sox here. I'm going. I'm just kind of going in my order right now, so I'm going over the two money line games, and the White Sox are a rare home dog going against a Detroit team that's lost their last four out of four, five games. I can't trust that uh, Detroit as a favorite at all. I'd much rather take them as a uh, favorite. I know that they got Matt Boy pitching today who's uh, 129 Ks over um, 20 walks. Going against Reynaldo uh, Lopez. Lopez is 4 and 7, 6 12 ERA. But I think that the White Sox have been playing much better baseball than most have assumed this year. They are 39 and 42 at this point. Uh, uh, much, much better from last season. They do have the 11th best batting average in the league as well, too. So. There's a lot of things that's working in our favor here. I know that we don't have the better pitcher here, but I think that what happens in this game is we're going to get a lot of uh, run support from the uh, White Sox today because they've been they've been playing pretty good baseball. They won their last three out of five games, and that was against two of the top teams um, in the American League as well, too, being the uh, Red Sox and the Twins. So this is not tough for me to go ahead and take the White Sox, who've been waiting to get home for it, get some of that south side uh uh chicago style pizza so they couldn't wait to get home so let's see how it shakes out i do like them a lot they won four to three last time out on sunday so they should be good for us today as well too so there it is white Sox plus 105 now we move on we got the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. And David Price goes and visits his former team, the team that he was traded to after uh, the Detroit thing didn't work out. And literally, um, Boston's lost their last three out of five. Why? Toronto's won their last three out of five. But I think that with the dominant performances that Price has put on over the years in Toronto, and he was such a dominant pitcher with Toronto that helped him, uh, that engineered a monster deal for him as well, too. I think that he comes back to Toronto and does what he's been doing in Toronto, and he goes ahead and takes care of his business today, and the Red Sox actually win this game by two or more runs because they got to start at some point. It's July now, and it's time to start winning baseball games, in my opinion. It's time to stop messing around, losing losing two out of three in the series, you know, things like that. They got to get back to being the dominant Red Sox that we saw from last season and it should start now in July they're 44 and 40 going into this game today and I think that they should be one of the better teams if not right there right behind the Yankees by the time we get to mid-August but it has to start today in my opinion and it's like you know they got time no they don't now we're in the summer and you have to start picking up wins in the summertime you got to be really really good in the summertime to get yourself to the uh to get yourself to the fall to, to, to the fall to play in the second season. So I'm taking the Red Sox with the minus one and a half, and I'm gonna get um the minus one ten on that bad boy as well, too. 
uh, for the so you pay a little bit of juice, but they they should win this game by two or more runs in my opinion. I'd rather pay the 110 on the juice for them to win by two or more than to uh, put up the 185 on this team to you know possibly you know lose the game. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just got to save yourself. So if they don't win the game, it's fine because you didn't have to get that juicy for it. Okay. You just had to give up the the regular juice, the, the right type of juice. 110 is the right type of juice. 120 is okay. 130 is okay. 140 is okay. 150 is okay. But if you know you got a for sure winner and you don't want to deal with the spread, then bet it. Shit, if it's a minus 250, then do it. Just know that, you know, you got to put 500 up to get 200 back. Okay. That's all you, that's just the mentality that you have to have when you, when you dealing with these things, because you still walk off with 700 bucks. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the end of the day, if you feel strongly about the bet, you take the bet. A lot of people do that in boxing as well, too, because boxing odds are very lopsided. So, that's that's what you have to deal with. So there it is, Red Sox uh, minus one ten. Then we got the Diamondbacks, who are actually a plus one ten tonight. But I got them at uh, on the run line. I got them at plus one and a half tonight against the Dodgers. They seem to always give the Dodgers a tough time when they are a major major dog against the Dodgers. And I don't think that Ross Stripling um, is the type of pitcher that you're gonna you would sacrifice a minus two fifty on, and you really can't trust him to give you the one and a half. So I'm gonna go the other way because I know a lot of tickets are gonna be going on the Dodgers because the Dodgers are really hot and they've pretty much crushed everybody in the West this year like the west has been really 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 bad against the dodgers and i think though tonight that won't be an an issue at all dodgers yes you're 57 and 29 before we even get to the all-star break you're possibly going to already have 60 wins by the time we get there but at the end of the day i really truly do truly feel the Diamondbacks are are in fair play for this game, and I think that the Diamondbacks could possibly win this game, but I think they're going to make it really, really close. The Dodgers might have to get a comeback win at the end of the night, ninth inning, something of that nature, you know, and I think that it's going to be really, really tough on this team tonight. So I got the Diamondbacks with the plus one and a half. So there it is, Diamondbacks plus one and a half. And then we got the Yanks and the Mets in the Subway Series. Subway Series, Yankees, Mets. Then you got got Mats going against uh, James Paxton. I think that the Yankees are going to carry over their awesome hitting that they've had up the last four four out of five games. They've actually won their last five games in a row, sweeping Boston this weekend as well, too, scoring 29 runs in um, England this weekend as well. He's 17 on Saturday, 12 on Sunday. I think that the hot hitting of the Yankees continues as they get back over to the pond. You know, the Mets... Uh, the Mets aren't really good. The Mets aren't really hitting the ball that well, but they did get a big win the other night against Atlanta at home on Sunday night baseball. So they're going to be feeling a little confident as well, too. The game is going to be all over New York. The game is going to be at City Field as well, too, which is a pitcher's park. But we're going to go the other way, man. I think that this game is going to go over because the Yankees hot hitting just literally is telling me that's how it should be. That's how it should should be tonight. And I think that's what we're going to line up with as well, too, because the Yankees been it's been eight runs or better each game the last few out. So 
I think that they easily go over tonight, the over nine. So that's what I'm taking here is over nine with the Yanks and the Mets. And then last but not least, I'm taking the under nine with the Marlins and the Nats tonight. Uh, The game is actually going to be in Florida tonight, though. I'm sorry. So it's Nats, Marlins. Let me bring that back. No, it's going to be Marlins, Nats. Let me take that back. That's exactly who it's going to be, Marlins, Nats. So that's where we're going with that one. I'm going to go ahead and take the... um, Nats in that deal for the um, plus six. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, on the uh, over on the under nine. I'm sorry because we're probably having a reconnection issue right now with the station, so I'm paying attention to that. So literally, it would be the under nine for that one as well too. So there it is. Um, literally, here we are. Let me go ahead and run this you real quick and then we're gonna go ahead and take another commercial break real quick this is gonna be the royals plus 160 then we got the white Sox plus 105 one and a half on the red Sox plus one and a half on the d-backs over nine yanks and mets under nine marlins and nets and then we move and this ticket will get you 73 to one okay so with that you guys go ahead and hold tight we are going to be back in the next uh few minutes i'm going to go ahead and talk about nba summer league odds and my top five uh value teams you know teams that you can go bet on and they should go ahead and get you get you right and then we're going to go into the state of the lakers as well too all right so you guys be ready all right we'll we'll be on we'll be back i know that y'all been antsy for me to talk about the nba but we'll be back with that in a moment this is the primetime angles radio show brought to you by twinspires.com hosted by the primetime capper pop dibiase did you know 12 ounce sports radio has a new sponsor in partnership with my stream that's right go to one two oz sports dot mystream.com and you can save on your electric bill wireless services you can even get a virtual doctor with no copay you basically skype the doctor you can get roadside assistance you can get identity theft protection all this through 12 ounce sports radio go to one two oz sports dot mystream and check out the services hey there 12 ounce sports radio listeners all right we are back with the primetime angles radio show with your boy the primetime capper pop dibiase and i got my main man in the studio with me he's the point guard of courtside radio that boy michael matthew what's going on boy what's good what's up man hey man what's up man thank you for having me once again, man, Mike Keller, PG here. Gotta, gotta get things right, man. NBA is going crazy, so, man, I'm excited about it. Man, before I go into this real quick, I know I only got you for about 10 minutes. Um, this this is my thoughts real quick on the Knicks situation. I had to go ahead and let people know, y'all can't always be thinking that people fell because they didn't get the superstars. The Knicks went and got five to six very feasible players. They went and got shooters. They went and got guys that can rebound. They went and got guys that could defend. They want to be a better basketball team. They got Kevin Knox. They got Frank Nitty. They got guy. They got RJ Barrett. They got guys to grow around, man. They, it's not a helpless situation like it was last year. And they also got Mitchell at center, a guy that the Lakers were very high on. I thought the Lakers were going to pick Mitchell last year 
because they actually told him, told him to do exactly what Kyle Kuzma, what they did with Kyle Kuzma, sit out the draft camp real quick. We already gonna pick you up. But he wound up going to the Knicks. So real quick, what was your assessment of the Knicks, man? Well, of course, you know they missed the big fish. But just like that, you know how they planned it was that if we can't get Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, we just go to build to our young guys. And like you said, they've, they've done a great job. They haven't gave any guys long-term deals. It's all been one year, a one-plus-one deal. So, man, they're, like you said, they're building a team that can come out and compete, you know. Uh, for a lot of people that expect RJ to come in right away and be the best rookie, if he come in and show that, you have Dennis Smith Jr. there, uh, you have Kevin Knox, you have uh, Trey Ayer from Arizona last year who came on, uh, you have Mitchell Robinson, you add Julius Randle, to be one of your primary players and scores, and then you got guys like Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, Charles Gibson, Bobby Porter, you know, veterans that's been here playing winning basketball, just to kind of change the culture of the New York Knicks basketball. You know, you can't fix everything uh, in one day. Rome wasn't built overnight, so the Nets were able to get Kyrie and KD, but we don't know what type of KD we're going to see. Uh, we don't know if him and Kyrie are going to work well together. So, hey, they missed out, but they're building through the young guys. And for the Knicks, hey, it's going to be some, it's going to be some struggles, but then it's going to be a lot better than what you've seen the last few years. So, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you, man. I kind of like what they did after missing out. Right, and I still say that they did the right thing. They said that we're not going to get far for this trick again. KD is already hurt coming into the situation. We had to do this last time we signed a big free agent. His name was Amari Stoudemire coming off of microfracture surgery. Dolan thought put these, uh, these elements together and was like, you know what? We can pass on this situation right here. You know what I mean? We, we can go ahead and pass on that. But the Nets, though, the Nets are so desperate to sell tickets in Brooklyn. They are so desperate to become a, a, a relevant team in the NBA. They did the same move they did years ago with Boston, but they didn't have to give up any draft picks this time around. The same deal that they did by bringing in Garnett, Pierce, all these guys that were... They, but these guys are still in their prime, though, with Kyrie and KD and everything like that. But you really don't know with KD because it's a torn Achilles. But, you know, all in all, at the end of the day, though, I felt like they made Nets moves and the Nets made Knicks moves. That's what, all it is, you know what I mean? Because they they took the Nets as a great example and saw that they had a worker B team, a workhorse type of team. And they want to go ahead and kind of duplicate that and they can see that they can get themselves a 6-7 seed in the East if, they, if they're capable of putting something like that together, which is very possible for the Knicks this year. And I know it sounds crazy at this point, but look, I seriously think the team could get to the AC this year the way that they set this team up and they set themselves up to make a great trade this year as well, too, if they need to down the road, you know? So that's what I'm thinking right now with the Knicks. Um, real quick, I'm just, oh, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, with the deals that they made, it's not like they made the Moscow our game deal the Lakers made years ago. These are one one off deals. So these guys are gonna be off the books either next year or a year after, which in two years it'll be better free agents. So the Knicks are fine, man. Let let the young guy RJ grow. See what you got from Dennis Smith Jr. See what you got from Kevin Knott. And if it works out, you know, they can kind of boom and then by the time it's big free agents there, they're gonna be like, damn, look at this young talent. 
that's over there in New York with Nas Beard, Dennis Smith Jr., Mitchell Robinson. And then they're going to already learn from some, some vets who weren't superstars, but winners. And then look at Julius Randle. What if he just comes on, has an all-star type year? You know, and like you said, they make a push for the bottom of the playoffs. Hey, for New York, you'll, you'll accept that, you know. The Nets are going to be a good team. Uh, if Kawhi leaves, uh, the East is going to be open. So the Nets will have their opportunity. But, man, you just don't know after Achilles injury for a guy that's seven foot how KD is going to come back, so we just have to wait and see. Exactly. And just real quick, I just really feel that Julius Randle is on the brink of becoming an all-star in this league. He was on the brink in L.A., and I think that we kind of, we could have, we could have made him the other, uh, you know, sign up, signee, you know what I mean? Lakers kind of dropped the ball on that, and there was then, that's, that was the frictions that was happened in the front office as well, too, getting rid of players like Julius Randle and Brooke Lopez, who would have been fairly feasible towards the Lakers actually making a bigger run last season if they were, if they were able to get, if they, if they would have just kept them around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they subsided and they went to go ahead and chase guys like Lance Stevenson and JaVel McGee, Mike Beasley. I love those guys too, but just they aren't the, the, the Laker type fits. So that's why things didn't work out for the Lakers the way that it should have. But real quick, let me go ahead and get into the odds and my top five value teams. And then we're going to talk Lakers for a few minutes. Okay, man. Um, yeah. Knicks, 10 to 1 right now. Pretty good number. Summer League, Philly, Minnesota, 12-1, Sacramento, San Antonio, Washington, Milwaukee, Orlando, 16-1, Atlanta, New Orleans, 18-1, that's surprising too with uh, New Orleans being 18-1 at this point too with Jackson and Zion set to play in Summer League this year. But, you know, I don't think that they have the uh, the back-end players to really support what they're trying to do there. And then um, you got Boston, Chicago, Phoenix, Team Croatia, Denver, and Golden State all coming in at 20-1. Golden State, you always got to keep your eye on them because they got some good G League players that they always seem to pick up. And then you got Detroit, Charlotte, Portland coming in. Portland did win the uh, Summer League last year against the Lakers. Um, they're coming in at 25-1 this year. And then... There's a bevy of teams at 30 to 1 at this point. Cleveland, Indiana, the Lakers, um, Dallas, Memphis, Utah, OKC, Houston, and the Clippers are all 30 to 1. And then you got Toronto, Brooklyn, Miami at 40 to 1. And then Team China comes in at a whopping 100 to 1 at this point. So I got top, I got, I got some top five teams, man, right now. I got the Bucks coming in at five. I got the Spurs at four. I got the Blazers at three just because they won the title last year. The 76ers at two and the Knicks at one. So that's my group right there. Do you have five teams that you can name off right now that you would feel that are some real value for you that will have a shot at winning the summer league? Uh, I just have a, a couple teams. Uh, I like uh, uh, Atlanta. I like uh, Charlotte. Uh, Okay, cool. And um, 
All right, so let's go ahead and talk about it real quick. State of the Lakers, filling out the roster. It was funny. I was on, and we did the show yesterday uh, with the crew. Uh, I got my, you know, my boy Jeff, the Don of Cape Cod. He's a, he's a Celtics fan. Then we got my boy Philly Pete. He's a Sixers guy. And literally, they, okay, Sixers get Horford. Celtics get the guy that I wanted. Kimball Walker, I thought the Lakers needed to, to have the red carpet out. They needed to fly the jet to North Carolina and pick him up something because we needed him at point the moment that we let Zoe go, but it's fine, it's fine. And then they, they come back, breaking news, the Lakers get Troy Daniels. That, that, how is that supposed to impress us, bro? <laughs> no, yeah. That's not impressive. Uh, that, this is a guy that we could possibly cut during the uh, preseason. It, 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 yeah. it, it ain't no... It, Troy Daniels is not a come up. But I know he can shoot. I know he can play a little bit. But he ain't no come up. And then, well, this is how he fits into the team. I'm like, he fits into what? Being the 11th player on the roster? Come on, man. So, literally, right now, we are slow to the to the buck. How I'm feeling right now, uh, Michael, Because I think that we are waiting on Kawhi. But I think we do have a plan in place. Because I feel like we got some veterans on hold right now. As... I can say this. These are three players I want. I know this is not going to make people happy when I say the first name. First guy I want is Carmelo. Yes, I want Carmelo Anthony to come play with LeBron James because he's going to be a different player if he comes to play, if the Lakers are able to go ahead and sign him because now they can go into their bag. We... They can go into their bag, so... I lost my account, so let me see if I can get Okay, I guess his phone died. But literally, the Lakers can go into their bag right now, and they can become a better, they can become a way better team if they bring in Melo. And then if they also have... Okay, I'm getting my account back on the line. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm over here ranting and raving. So what I was saying was is that Melo is the first name that I will I want because I think that okay. you can get him on a, the the veteran deal. But I know he's gonna be a much better player if he has LeBron there with him, working it out every day with LeBron, having talks and things like that. And I don't think that he'll he'll make him have a. I don't think that it, it will be too much pressure on Carmelo anymore to be the guy, you know what I mean, and when you don't have Carmelo with the pressure of being the guy, you could get the same guy that played in the Olympics, I promise you, I promise you this, I think that you could get that same scorer, that same leader in your locker room, because now you got LeBron there to do all the, the, the cheerleading and all the goof off stuff, you know, he doesn't have to do any of that, you know, I think that he will be a, a good, a good guy to come off the bench and just say, come in and be a fire starter, come in and give us offense, because I think this past season humbled him, you know, you're on the Rockies, you thought you'd be playing for a championship, but you get cut real early in the season, and now you have to sit out and watch all your friends play and finish your career, so if you get this opportunity to join the Lakers, that man, you have to make it, you know, the best that you can, because this is your last hope of getting the ring, and why not do it with one of your best friends in LeBron James? 
Right, and I, and they both going through the same situation. Both guys had literally missed the playoffs. They had to take literally the season off. Both of them. They literally both took had to take take. LeBron got hurt, missed almost twenty. He missed missed way too many games this season. You know, more than that, he would want to miss. And so, you know, literally, they they run into a situation now where it just makes perfect sense that they get together and try to make a run for this championship this late in their careers. Another name that I would love to bring in, and I know this one is one that I've been chirping at the bit for like five years, and we could have traded for him, and we, we missed on that deal because we didn't want to give up the kids for him. But I understand at that point that that was probably the right thing to do. Uh, that guy being is DeMarcus Cousins. I feel like we can help DeMarcus Cousins get back to where he, he needs to be as one of the elite big men and everything in the league. So I think that DeMarcus Cousins will be a nice pickup as well, too, since we want to keep talking about super teams. Because to me, three players don't uh, uh, equate a super team. I would say that our 2001 Lakers were a super team. I would say that the uh, you know the Spurs from 07 were a super team. Super teams are teams that have 12 guys that can do do different things, in my opinion. Not three all stars and then nine nine Stooges. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why you haven't had none of these supposed super teams win five six championships in a row. Only super team that's ever existed was the '60 Celtics. That's it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, teams, go ahead. I'm sorry. just call them super teams because, you know, they're built by free agents just going there. Like how the 2001 Lakers are built. You, so you signed Shaq years ago, you drafted Kobe, and then you had guys like Ori and Fox years before, and you just became this great team. But they just call you a super team because you signed in these guys, and right away, your team goes from not making the playoffs to a top three team in their conference. So, but yeah, the, the Cousins move, I can see it because he played with AB um, in New Orleans and they had some success. Right now, uh, what I hear from Wolves is that, man, he's not really receiving any offers. So the Lakers may be able to offer a low contract and just get him to play. And, you know, his issue is just staying healthy. People fear him because came off the Achilles and he got hurt again last year so if he could come to LA and be healthy that would be another nice pickup for the Lakers especially for a really cheap contract right right totally totally and I think that's that's he's something that you have to you have to you have to visit because I know he's gonna be hungry next year I know he's gonna be a lot more healthier next season and you know playing with LeBron and the crew and playing with AD again his confidence will be there once again he doesn't have to be the man see that's the thing about it none of these guys have to be the man if they come here and play they just have to contribute and play for one cause and that's the championship right there but it has to start with um it really does have to start with um our um it really does have to start with the coaching and the coaches got to get into their head now you know what i mean they can't wait until the year and things like that i remember miami being really good because bolster the moment that they was able to have a, a, a camp of some sort, he everybody was there and he, everybody had an understanding of what was going to go on. He literally said that, I'm going to coach the nine of y'all, but the three of these guys can coach themselves. You know what I mean? And I think Frank Vogel is the right type of, has the right type of character to lead this team because he believes in defense first. You know what I mean? And he can stress it and put the right players out there in the system. And the reason why I think 
the Lakers will be complete with this situation right here is bringing in Eagle Dollar. And this, and that's like answering prayers right there. This guy was the glue of the, of the Golden State Warriors. If you bring him in, I think it's checkmate. Honestly. I think if you and Iggy, it's very, very strong that Iggy's coming. And you bring Iggy in his checkmate on me. I, I, I swear. I really do think it is. If 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 they are to add Kawhi as well, too, because the Kawhi Sharpens are merely just rumors. I think they, they just want to play with Laker fans' emotions right now, Michael. To be dead honest with you, I'm not put I'm not falling for anything until they confirm he's actually on the Lakers because the Clippers are still in, in play and the Raptors are heavy still in play right now because the Raptors give Kawhi something the Lakers and Clippers can't offer. They give him total, total control of the situation over there. He don't have control of the situation with the Clippers. He don't have control of the situation with the Lakers. But with the Raptors, he can tell them anything he wants. He can go ahead and say, just give me $30 million. I'll play another year for y'all. Hopefully, we can go ahead and try to get another championship. But, you know, that's how I'm feeling right there. I totally agree, man. With with Kawhi, until it's confirmed that, hey, the the Lakers have signed him, I won't believe it because, like you said, I just... I just think the Raptors, man, they have the upper hand. It's like, you can go there, defend your title, be the king of that country, and then next year, see, you know, what move you want to make. So it gives you time to, to do it. And then, you know, with, with like you said, you have full control. You know what you're going to. You know what Pascal can do. Lowry, you got this all there. So you know what to expect when you go into the Lakers. It's like, I don't know what to expect. I'm in Hollywood, I have LeBron here, we have Space Jam going on, AD, uh, the coaching staff, it's, it's, it's something new, uh, I don't know if I trust the front office, so until I hear Kawhi has agreed to a deal, man, I'm, I'm just thinking about how the Lakers can build the team without Kawhi, to where, you know, I just recently did a show, me and Courtside Radio, we were live at the uh, Truth Hollywood with Paul Pierce. He talked about the way you build a championship. It starts by having one top five guy. And from there, you build around that. But, you know, the Lakers have two top five guys. So it's even easier to build around that. So just build around it the right way. Uh, the West is wide open. I see teams like Utah, Portland, maybe OKC. But the West is open because the juggernaut is, is down right now. So this is the perfect time for the Lakers to attack. And there's no excuse you have top five players. The last time the Lakers had two top five players in the league, they were able to win three straight championships. So hopefully they can just put it together with or without Kawhi and then make that push that LA is desperately waiting for. And there it is, the state of the Lakers from your boy, the primetime capper and Michael to PG. You already know, we represent Laker Nation correctly. We don't want to be Homer and uh, Barney about this situation, man. You know what I mean? Literally, you can't look at look at the Lakers after the last six years of being a mediocre team and exp- have all these high expectations of everybody named Mama coming to the Lakers. We know that we we put a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, and we it's a redemption time for the Lakers in a sense as well too. So hopefully the Lakers can go ahead and redeem themselves. It looks like the playoffs will be happening, uh, Laker Nation, but we have to see how it goes when it comes back to getting to these finals and everything.
Well, brother, I know that you gave me a couple extra minutes and things like that. But, um, you know, I don't want to hold you up too much longer and everything like that. So pretty much and I'm about to start talking about WNBA. I know that's going to have everybody turning the show off. So, <laughs> you know, but thank you so much, brother, for uh, coming on in and everything like that. You want to send these shots out or anything before um, I let you go? Uh, man, just make sure you guys uh, check out Courtside Radio. You can find us on the Good News Radio app. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. And then check out uh, our, our live show. It's up on YouTube with the uh, NBA legend, one of the great Celtics, Paul Pierce. And then check out my other show, Don't At Me, with Mike Hill and Alex, man. I thank you for having me, man. Once again... Hey, man, you know what it is, Stanley Lakers. Always a pleasure, uh, Michael, brother. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, man, later. Thanks All right, time. later. All right, and there it is. I had to get my Laker brother in on the phone real quick so we could go ahead and talk about that. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that he was able to join us and everything like that today. And I said that I was going to talk about WNBA. I got some WNBA bets for you. I wanted to go in a little bit more in-depthly, but congratulations to... Um, to Mrs. Del Don, one of my favorites. Uh, she, uh, Elena, uh, Elena Del Don, won the player of the month. She actually averaged 20 and a half, eight and a half rebounds, two assists in her last few games, and averaged 17, uh, 17, eight, two for the um, month of June. So she is the um, player of the month, and the Mystics actually have the best record in the WNBA as we speak. And um, the Sparks are back to being 500. Um, they're back in form with the return of Candace Parker. I think that this team is going to be able to make their run in the West, but they better hurry up. They better make it quick because they're 6-6 six and six right now, but the top team is only 7-5 and five at this point. So they are looking good um, as they head into the second half of the season and everything like that. So the Sparks are back to 500, and Candace Parker is back to her good old self. So you be on the lookout for the Sparks. They should be able to be start cashing out those tickets for you. Um, and here goes your giant killers for this season as well, too. Don't sleep on the Liberty, especially when they are like a double digit uh, dog. They were able to pull off two big wins this year uh, against the Aces and against the Sparks as well. Both either road or home, it doesn't matter. They pulled it off and they did pretty good. And so are they giant killers? Maybe, maybe not. But you know what? Next time you see them as a double-digit dog, you might want to go to their side. Liberty, keep it up. You, you keep, them, keep them guessing at the window. But here goes my two WNBA bets for you. This game is about to tip off in about the next three minutes. This is going to be the Sky. I got them plus nine against the Aces today in Vegas, playing over at the uh, Mandalay Bay um, Sports, uh, Sports Center. Arena, whatever they call it, but yes, it's a venue that they have in the Mandalay Bay. It's very nice. It's very quaint, and um, that's plus nine on the sky. And then I got the Dream and Links game for later on tonight, and I think that 
that will be the over 151 there in that spot. So single what you like there, a plus nine on the sky, over 151, dream in the link. So you guys have fun with that. And literally, this is what it is right now, okay? So once again, plus nine on the sky, that game starts in about the next 90 seconds and then you have the over 151 with the dream and the links we got uh h-town sports coming up next um i think it's live as well too but i thank you guys so much for listening to the show today we should have a replay later on this afternoon as well too so for the people that did not um get to uh, listen to the live show and i also will be i'll be putting out the recording that i just did on anchor as well too so you guys stay tight I'm just happy that you guys are involved in the movement with me. Everything is just flowing the correct way. And I just think that we are on the verge of making some real history right here. But I do once again want to thank Michael the PG from Courtside Radio for coming on in, talking to Lakers and Summer League with us today. I want to go ahead and send a big shout out to the Don of Cape Cod, Jeff Dawson, and to my boy Philly Pete. They couldn't be with us today, but they'll be back to us sometime this week as well to talk to talk some more sports with us. But I want to especially thank you, the listener, for giving me your time today and making sure that you know you ride the way because the movement is moving, okay? And once again, this is the premier sports betting show in all of the world. And that is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Kappa Pop DBIC. And I'm signing out. I'll be back to you at 10 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow.